So yesterday on my IGTV, we talked mom guilt. And now my my girlfriend who I adore more than life is my go-to mom. Like she's my girl where it's like we can laugh about it, we can talk about it. We take mom life so casual mm -hmm. and some days we fail at it, some days it looks good, some days it looks bad. And Angie Campanelli is you know, the she's the mom to follow, number one. You have to follow her. She's amazing. But also, we, let's talk mom guilt because that resonated so hard. I got, you know, so my DMs blew up yesterday on so many moms going, but it's it's this constant struggle of I'm, I'm, I'm not making it as a mom. Okay, first of all, saying that Angie Campanelli is the mom to follow is a massive statement because I want to just say I am not the mom to follow for inspirational Pinterest lunches or the picture perfect <laughs> house or anything. Uh, yeah, I'm super casual about parenting and relationships, life, fashion and everything because, you know, life is what it is. Uh, you got to take it as it comes. And like, you know, Sonia, you said some days are good, some days are bad. It is what it is. Yeah, but what I love, what I, here's what I love about you, everything. But what I love about your social media is you make it okay. Like we look at, that's that's what we want is we want our followers, we want our friends, we want our people, we want our moms to go like, it's not always Pinterest-like. It's not always looking so good. And you know, our kids are in, our kids are out. Like we try our best and that's why, you know, so many people can relate to us mm -hmm. because it's like, this is just what it is. Right? It is, yeah. I read this really funny quote the other day, but it really resonated with me. It said, you know, when I first became a mom, I strived to be a Pinterest perfect mom, and I realized in the end, I'm really just an Amazon Prime kind of mom. <laughs> and I was like, amen to that. Yes, amen yes to that. I can online shop for things that will make my life easier, make my kids' lives better. Will I make a lunch that's perfectly balanced with cute little eyes mm. and all this stuff? Probably not. But yeah. hey, that's all right. Yeah, like we all get through it at the end. A couple of weeks ago, I was like, okay, what am I feeding my kid? And it was just like grilled cheese. And everyone was like, oh my God, like you made grilled cheese for dinner, a normal, like that's okay. And it's for us to be like, look, sometimes, you know, you cannot be organic all the time, you know, mm -hmm. trying to make these like perfectly curated lunches. And sometimes you just got to wing it and we all turn out really good. So tell me like, did you deal with the whole mom guilt thing? Yeah, I mean, I don't even really feel appropriate talking about mom guilt anymore because I don't feel it. And I feel guilty about not feeling the mom guilt anymore. I'm like, everyone's walking around being like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm not with my kids today and I feel so guilty. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm not with my kids today and I wasn't with <laughs> I them for like five days last week. I mean, I FaceTime them for like three minutes and I don't feel guilty, but you know what? I do have to say that I did spend the first probably four years in an unhealthy and unnaturally guilty state. I don't think I had postpartum depression, but there was like a postpartum mom anxiety, postpartum probably severe guilt where um, I tried to be that perfect mom almost too hard. Mm. I went back to work. I was a senior after, how long? after the year, but okay. I went back to work and, and this is kid what? One. Number one, okay. and I was a senior producer at one of the largest networks in Canada and quit my job after six weeks because the guilt. Yeah. Um, I couldn't handle that type of pressure in my mind. With baby number two, who came almost two years later, 
I went back to work when he was six months mm. and the guilt that I felt after forcing him to wean because he was still nursing at the time uh, caused me to Uber home what was it two to three times a day for his feeds wow. because I wouldn't switch into a bottle because the guilt that I felt over yeah. heaven forbid I forced him to choose uh, formula because I wanted to go back to work so I would go to work in the morning two hours later hop in an uber go home give him his feeding uber back to work work for a couple of hours uber back home feed mm -hmm. him put him down for a nap uber back to work my productivity level on oh, all fronts was terrible oh, but again it was like this heightened level of anxiety and guilt that I lived in for a very long time and all areas of my life suffered mm. like my marriage I think my parenting my self-care was at an all-time low so my guilt back then was atrocious and it only was last year when I finally took a step back and I went on a girl's trip for a week to the south of France, planes, trains and automobile style. I was so far away from my family, totally different time zone. I couldn't check in and it was what I needed to realize that no matter where I am or what I'm doing, they will be okay yeah. and life will go on. Yeah. And that was like, wow, take a deep breath, mm. get yourself back together, take care of yourself first. Yeah. Your husband can take care of himself. The kids are gonna figure things out, even if they're not eating what you would have fed them, whatever mm -hmm. it is, it's no big deal. Yeah. You know? And so now I've gone the total opposite street. So I'm like, Woo! There is no <laughs> guilt at all. Where are we going next? Like, you know, I check in with them, but now I'm like, Whoa. Yeah, it's so funny. Like to me, so it, it, it's funny because for me it's always been work, right? And I was mm -hmm. raised like first one in last one out like I was at the office I had to be the first and I had to be last so then when I had Mia when I had my first I was like okay let me take this mat leaf thing but it was my own business so really it was just I was working from home and then I went hard into like the baby play dates the baby gym I took this child every baby music classes like all of that stuff I was yes. like I'm gonna kill at mom life because I win yes right? so if I'm gonna like yes you know not go be big working, or go home I will you know my child's probably gonna be writing by six months so I did like the the breastfeeding thing and I did all of this stuff and I remember you know it's hard because when you're so used to the work grind and you're so used to using that and heels and you know fixing your hair and like when you're just hanging out at baby gym and like you don't shower is really honestly optional most moms like we mm -hmm. you know headbutt like mm -hmm. I was becoming totally that Lululemon and mom yeah. and just kind of like not and then I realized you know to me it got to a point where it was like I think it was I was four months in with Mia and I was at a baby music class and um and you knew all the words to the song and you were and like there's like oh. the hats i think maybe it's the hats and the puppets <laughs> and the and then you know when you sit in this it's like you know when you sit in a room so i was back on my emails and i was working from home but i was like i'm not showing up at the office yeah so so and and i'm sitting there and all the moms are around and they're like your wheels on the way and then everyone and, and i like took a step back and my phone started to blow up with emails and i was like wow this is like I was like this is not I'm done right I'm like I'm going back to work so what ended up happening was that day I called my husband from the car and I'm like hey so I'm just gonna go back to work <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm gonna bring but but me what ended up happening is I I believe I have this my whole life is 
I create this life in my head. It's really fucked up. And I really believe that this is why I'm successful at building this life that works for me. Because, and I, that's what I do in my coaching is I build lives that work for other people. So for what worked for me was I really want to be really good at the mom thing. And I want to mm-hmm. be present, but I also want to run a big business. And I want to scale a big business and I, 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 I can, so why not? So then I was like, let me do both and kind of mesh it together and then work life balance this thing. So what I ended up doing is I would bring my nanny to the office. And I had my whole playpen. I built like a baby gym mm-hmm. inside my office. So I was doing emails. I was breastfeeding at the office. And then when my kids, like they sleep so much of the time. So I put her back in the, in the crib. And it was really funny because I was public on social media then too. And people used to ask me all the time, like, what, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean you're back in the office? And what do you mean your baby's there? And for me, I think that's when it really shifted into you really have to do what works for you. Yes. You know, like I was at that baby gym and these moms were super happy. Yes. And and so many moms, you know, leave their jobs or take mat leave and they're so content about it and they're really good at just being, not just being moms because it's so much, but that like yes. making that and they're so content about it. So I love and applaud that, but my big, the learning is be content about it. And I feel like the mom guilt and the mom blame comes from a space of you not being content with your own life so then you're you know you're mirroring that into someone else and going well how's she working because I'm killing at mom life and she can't be as good as mom with Mike with her kids if she's not but maybe they need you know we all need to take a step back and relook at it and go what does that mom definition look like for me right and for me, so 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 I want to tell you my mom that's finished, but I want I'm more interested in yours. So tell me when before you had kids, and when you and Rick were talking, we're like gonna be like, what did you guys have that talk of like, here's what kind of mom I think I'm gonna be? No, I didn't want kids. I, really? No, I never wanted kids. Really? That's why it was a bigger shift for me. I was like so focused. My parents used to call me a professional academic because I was like, I got my master's degree and then I'm like, I want my PhD. Wow. And my parents were like, you have to just go out and work for a bit and like see the world and get out of the school yeah. system because yeah. I just loved learning. I've always loved learning. And now being a, like a teacher in post-secondary and colleges, like I just like the academic world. Yeah. I love seeing minds growing and expanding. So yeah, I didn't really want kids. and. When I f- had my first, I remember being so it on- So not an accident, but it was like, it wasn't planned. It was just like, whatever happens, yeah. happens. I have like- a stepson, he's a teenager. So it was like, I already kind of had one yeah. and the reasons that I didn't want one, uh, want children, I already kind of had one. So like planning March breaks and packing lunches, like I had, was doing half the week anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, so basically I had my first and I remember getting a call when he was like four months old and my work, CTV was having a big round of layoffs and they were like, I know you're probably not checking work email, but we wanted to let you know that there's huge layoffs going on. And if you were thinking about not coming back, you should take a package. We don't don't want you to leave, Mm. but as like, we just want to let you know that if you know you're not coming back, take the package. It was like kind of a favor to me. And I was like, who would not come back to work? Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? Of course I'm coming back. I'm like T minus, I'm counting it down. Yeah, yeah, Baby yeah. on the hip. I was like, oh God, at the time. And then as the time is getting closer to it being done, what do I do? I'm like starting to get nervous and a little weepy and I end up going back to work and quitting six weeks later. And I remember walking in being like, remember when you offered me that package? Can I have it yeah. now? You never, you never really know. But I think um, going back to one of the points 
going back to one of the points that you made about the stories kind of that we're telling ourselves in our head about um, being content with their own lives. I think that a lot of the guilt that comes in our, our lives comes from our comparisons and what we do to ourselves yeah. as women. Yeah. So we feel guilty because maybe we're happy being just a mom, quote unquote, just a mom. So for mm. all the moms that are out there, if you're a stay at home, don't get mad. Yeah. I'm complete. I was completely happy being a stay at home mom. Um, but what I'm saying is don't feel guilty because you're choosing to stay at home to be with your kids. And then for the moms who are going to work, the guilt that you feel because you've chosen to go back to work and you're not home with your kids, mm. don't feel guilty for that choice. You are choosing you. You're choosing your own passion, your own dreams, your own goals. And that is admirable and courageous. And your kids are learning so much value from you just making your own choices. And it doesn't matter what they are. Like we're all gonna make mistakes. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what it took for me to realize like me hopping on a plane to come here this morning I haven't been home like I think four days of the whole month of September wow and it's like my kids see me making those choices and when I'm home I'm present yeah. and I love them and they know it and they don't ever question it mm -hmm. and they never will and I know that in my heart and I'm okay with coming going coming going coming going my house has a revolving front door, but their hearts don't have a revolving feeling of my love. It's not fleeting and they know it. Mm. And I'm fine with that. And I think especially, you know, women and that, that whole concept of mom guilt, it's probably a lot to do with what you're telling in your own head. So instead of waking up and being like, I feel really bad, I haven't been home all week and I'm gonna go out for dinner with the girls tonight, no. Change that whole sentence. Be like, I am lucky. Like I got to go to work all week and tonight I'm gonna get to go out with the girls and have a great time and decompress and tomorrow I'll spend time with my kids. Like, like whatever me, it is. I, I find like I have it. I totally have it. I know, I see it in your I face. Totally you were like, it. I'm so guilty. I was like, really? I get it. And like, you're I, such I'm, a good mom. But, I, but to me, it's always like, I have to have that balance. Like in my own like checklist, like I have to go. If I have an event last night, Tonight I have to be home. If I have, oh, we have to move. We'll keep this going, yeah? Mm -hmm. Okay, hold on. Okay, so here's my deal with how I feel mom guilt. It's not so, I just, I'm so all about balancing my life and I feel like with your, with your life, what's so interesting about it is you can travel and you and your husband have this thing where it's, it's, it's okay. I don't have that, that's not my life. So for me, it has to be very specific work-related travel. And when I come back, it's Friday night dinners, it's Shabbat dinners, it's, you know, my Saturdays are tons of birthday parties. And so I'm constantly going from balancing my work. And one of the reasons why I work from home is because so that I can be there for my kids. And when they come back from school, I'm there and can put, you know, my work aside or really involve them in my work. And so for me, it's this this constant, not the guilt because I really don't feel guilt about anything in my life. Like I, I choose choice, right? So if I choose to be with you, it's because I want to be with you. If not, I would have told you it's not going to happen and be totally fine with that. So when I choose to be in mom role, I'm on and I'm in with my kids. And when I choose to go and speak or to go and work, that's what I choose and it really, really lights me up. But I've always believed that I go, you know, I, I have to feed the myself tank to be who I am and then resonate from that space. Cause like when I'm on, I'm on for everybody. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I'm going to kill it as the wife thing. So I want to make sure that I always have to inject the husband time because if not, he'll feel depleted of, I don't have 
time or attention or whatever. And then I have to feed the kids, mm -hmm. you know, so from the homework to all this stuff. So yep. I can't go. Like, to me, I would never go three days. Like, I have a rule with myself of I never travel more than three days with all my kids because that's when I feel like they get, like, oh, mommy, I miss you, and they get all, like, emotional and stuff. So then that will actually get to me. Not anything, nothing gets to me, but my kids get to me, like, mm -hmm. 100%, you know? My, so... For me, it's always like to be able to come back and go, let me feed that tank and let me get back to my kids. And it actually like, it makes me so happy when I'm with them. And then what I've learned to do is include them in the things that I do. So my events, they're there. My my kids are always with me. Yeah. And it's funny because I want to ask you this question. So I get this asked all the time. They're like, oh, but how do you, you know, how come you you, you choose to put your kids in your social media? Do you get that asked? Oh God, all the all time. All the time, right? So what, what's your thing? Because um, your kids are super present in your social too. Yeah, I mean, I've tossed and turned about it because I have gotten some really kind of nasty messages about people saying like, oh, you're selling, you're selling your kids out by putting them in your social and making a living off of them That's if I include much. them in posts and stuff. But yeah. you know what? I mean, to each their own. It's, you know... I don't even really have an answer because I do know a lot of people who choose not to put their kids in it and I don't want to, you know, belittle their decisions by making a statement. But for me, like, the photos that I have on my phone that aren't quote-unquote Instagram worthy are, like, my photos and my moments. Like, when we're curled up in bed and precious time together, if I choose mm. to take a picture of them, that sponsored content, like, I'm making that money and earning a living with them, for them. For them. And for your they're seeing family. that work happen. Like, they yeah. understand, like, mommy and daddy need you to come into the store and we're going to take a picture and we're making money. Like, we have a whole conversation about it and they understand, like, we take them into the bank, they have piggy banks. Mm -hmm. We'll all say to my five-year-old, like, if you want that toy, you have to buy it with your own money and mm. um, we're just trying to teach them you know those conversations about money young and because both of our jobs sort of revolve around the online world and social media and event hosting they just have to see that it is the way it is you know and like that's just and then they take part in it I mean would I post anything inappropriate mm -hmm. or salacious or rude of course not but them putting on a backpack for back to school yeah. is that inappropriate no. I mean, it's so funny but like I do get a lot of so my my so three stepsons from 23, 22, 15, and then my two kids, six and two. Like, Yanu has literally take over my, like, he runs my account. Like, everyone's yes. just waiting for Yanu to. Happy Cole. Like, they just, everybody's just waiting for Yanu to have an account. And it's so funny because, you know, when I do get asked, and it's more social because I don't get asked on, that on DM because my people, like, love my, like, they understand it. Mm -hmm. To me, social media is this authentic life like I do if it's easy for me it takes me 15 seconds that's the time it takes so I don't redo I don't give a shit about how my hair my look my nothing like that it's just like here's a snippet of my day authentically this is who I am this is what my kids are doing and on all that so it's really funny because for me you know when I when I go out and people go oh well you should but what am I gonna hide them in a closet they're always with me so for me, if I'm working, my kid's probably beside me too. She will sit in on cer certain of my coaching clients because she's home. And and so for me, it's to teach our kids that mommy is working. And, you know, if I have events or speaking and stuff like that, it, it enables her to see that, like, this is what we do. And this is, you know, and one day you'll go to daddy's office and we're, we're on, you know, for her to take pictures is... Well, and let's be real. Look at how much of a presence the digital world has in our lives mm -hmm. compared to when we were children. They are going to grow up in this space. Like, I'm similar to you. I have a 15-year-old stepson as well. I mean, get, 
us teaching them how to use those tools is not a bad thing and yet mm -hmm. there's so much shame around people seeing like your child on your phone and knowing how to turn on an iPhone and use an app. I'm like, excuse me? Yeah. That's a skill. Yeah. Teaching a child how to understand how to turn on Wi-Fi and set your phone to airplane mode on a plane and how to connect to Wi-Fi or troubleshoot or fix a problem. Maybe your child is going to grow up to be in IT. Mm -hmm. How is that any different than teaching them an alphabet or how to draw or how to write? Now Nowadays, technology is a skill, and yet we all are like, oh my gosh, you're taking a picture, you're posting it, you're showing them, you're putting them in a story, you're, sh you're letting them watch YouTube or, or how to use the search button, and I'm like, and? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, I I'm sorry, I, I don't know. It's I know it's a very heated debate, and there are a lot of people with valid reasons for not letting their children be exposed to that, and that's fine. I think that, but I think don't to me, judge other people. you know, to me, the, the, the tip that I tell people when they're, you know, getting onto social media and they're trying to create their brand and they're trying to create their personal brand, and it's always that. It's always the husband and the kids. Mm -hmm. Because, so for me, it has to be a family discussion where I'm sitting down with my husband. Everybody, you know, my husband did podcasts. Like, he's super into it. Why is because, I really brought him into here's how, you know what I'm doing here's yeah. how I'm impacting so many people here's how by us sharing that's what's impacting people because we're making it okay and mm -hmm. we're making it you know people can relate to this and they'll say like yeah I struggle with mom guilt or I struggle <laughs> with putting my kids over social media and whatever your decision is is your decision but again you have to be in choice and you have to come from a space of deciding with your family mm -hmm. so if you're if you sit down with your husband and to me I really did this with my husband is because you know he doesn't come from this space too and his like he's still on Facebook and whatever so but when we sat down and I said look I said here's how we're going to you know do you want in on this do you want do you want to be seen in here and for him he loves it because now he goes everywhere and he's recognized and everybody knows he's the insta yeah. husband I have no idea what his real name is but I'm good with that <laughs> <laughs> but but with my kids what I what I, it's giving me a teaching lesson too because with Mia with my six-year-old I'm able to show her that you know body image like all of these things filters like how we want to be authentic and these these real words of like how you have to give how you have to pay back and I'll let her read these DMs of other girls struggling and what can we do to help her and she'll be like oh mommy we could do this so I'm using you know the coaching platform and the digital platform to teach my kid to say okay well what can we do to help her mm -hmm. and how can we help more kids mm -hmm. and how can we be a role model because I want my daughter to be the role model that's 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 what she's about yeah. you know so so and it gives you you can spend time with them like we talk you know this whole podcast is about the whole idea of guilt mm -hmm. and trying to find that work-life balance and I think for entrepreneurs and people who do work from home or are trying to start a business from home a lot of the times you can't clock out you're not going to say a grocery store or a restaurant and clocking in and clock, clocking out at the end of your shift um, so if you can incorporate your family in different ways and getting them involved in your work when you're at home in pictures or showing them your stories or your DMs or asking mm -hmm. Mia how to help or your husband to get involved you're able to spend time with them and find that balance while you're doing work mm -hmm. and be with them so do you have um, in specific so do you have any kind of blockage like no phone time do you have like is that is that a thing like how do you specifically like for people listening and they're struggling with you know if their job is online or if their job is working from home and they're mm -hmm. trying to struggle with the kids and the job what can they do as like specific tools to say okay here's how you're able to balance it to be totally honest like for me it's a feeling mm. um, 
I'm a firm believer in going by the day by day. I did try that whole thing of like, okay, um, from 4, 4 p.m. Seven. onwards, yeah. I'm not going to have the phone until the kids are in bed. Yeah. But some days it's not realistic. Yeah. I have clients, and then then the guilt was coming on thick because I'm like, well. I set aside this time yeah. and now I'm breaking my own rules. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. if I don't break my rules, I'm not getting the work done. Yeah. As soon as I let go of those rules and was like, some days I'm going to be present from two on. Yeah. And some days I'm not going to be present at all. Mm -hmm. I need to be on my phone and I need to be doing my work or I need to be out of the country. And I just go with the feeling. And there are days where I'm on my phone doing work and I can feel that my kids need me. Yeah. They're acting up. They're picking fights. Mm. They're being annoying. And I'm keep telling them, be quiet guys, stop fighting, blah, blah, blah. And I go, wait a minute. Yeah, it's me. They need attention. They need an intervention. They need puzzle time, game time. Mm -hmm. They're over each, they're over playing with each other. And I just turn my phone off. I know that can wait. Um, and I'll sit down and even just 10 minutes, 20 minutes of like undivided attention fills their tank as oh, we're yeah. talking yeah. about. And then it's back to it. So I think you just have to like live in the moment you know, some rules and a time work for some people, maybe first thing in the morning, uh, make sure you're not on it until they go to school. I mean, whatever works for you. But for me, letting go of that rigid structure yeah. actually helped me find my own rhythm. And you know what's a good um, tip too is for a lot of um, a lot of people that I coach that are employees and or even entrepreneurs because you're always stuck to your phone and now like there's no work, there's no work schedule anymore, right? You're always, yes. always accessible. So for me, and I was like, that was one thing that I struggled with a lot when I was working was I would always like answer an email within an hour. Like I was on and I felt like that was what made me so good was because I could get an email and process it through and just like bang them out. And now I really am not like that at mm -hmm. all. Like I will go, it, an email can go 24 hours without it being answered, can be delegated to somebody else, can be, so really feeling that that's them throwing the emails out. If I look at my text, there's probably 22 texts right now. That's them needing me. But right now, I choose to be super present to this conversation, to this lunch, to this moment. And for us to be able to say, yeah, let's use our tool, our phones as a tool for work. And it's really great because it allows me to work from home, to work from here, to work from wherever. But then it's my tool. And I have that You're power. You're taking control of it. I'm taking control because mm -hmm. if I look from the DMs to the text to the WhatsApp, to that there's so much and it becomes so overwhelming that to me that's on them if they try to reach me that's their thing that's not my thing I'll reach them when I want to reach them and I'll get on when I want to get on and then I'll go into prioritizing things yeah you know there's maybe four people in my life that have complete access and then them they'll I'll answer and I'll get to and the rest it's I'll get to it when I we get can. to it and if they're true friends in my life they'll understand and if they're not true friends in my, in my life and they're not okay with it, then that's on them. So for me, it's a question of, for me, it's a question of not just the, the mom guilt, but just us guilt. Like, let's just get that out so that we can start to really prioritize in our life and we can really start focusing on just being happy with who we are and then we can be better moms and then we can be better wives. Any final message? Any final thoughts? No, for me, um, for anybody listening, it's just really think about the choices that you're making own them be okay with it if something's not working for you just try changing the way you're thinking about your decisions and that's it 
And I think, you know, for us, the reason why we're doing this, it's all about supporting each other. Mm -hmm. So if you have a friend, a best friend that's struggling at the mom thing, reach out and make it okay. And if we start making it okay with whatever we come from and however our our lives are, and we show others that it is okay, however they want to choose to live their life, then one step at a time, that guilt fades out. And then we can actually start just being present to each moment. I love you. You're the best follow Angie she's fantastic follow Sonia follow us follow us love mom life